Really? Look, Mom, I've had it. I am not babysitting anymore. It's Saturday night. I could be out having a life. Meg, if you don't want to babysit anymore, that's fine. But don't you stand there and lie to me. Oh, Meg, she torched your ass, man. She torched your ass. Pasito, pasito, se ve se me sido, no me me pegando, cualquito, cualquito. Just like a rest favorito. I got the horses in the back, horse tack is attached, hat is Maddie Black, got the boots that black to match. Riding on a horse, you can whip your Porsche. I'm not a tough guy, gentle, I'm not rough guy, just can't eat enough guy, I'm a Coco Puff guy. I'm that dead type, traumatized and sad type, drinking till I'm mad type, don't know how to add type. I'm a fat Duh. <laughs> hey everybody and welcome to Freaking Sweet, a Family Guy podcast, contractually the best episode by episode, week by week, look back at Family Guy 20 years later. I am your host, Ian, and this week we have another mega episode for you. It is eight simple rules for buying my teenage daughter. Oh, that's a shame. It is our fourth season's eighth episode and our 58th episode overall. It debuted July 10th, 2005 and directed by Greg Colton and written by Patrick Meehan, which was a first for both and both garnered a lot of praise from everybody, including Seth MacFarlane on the commentary. This episode's title is a take on the show Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, which is famous for starring John Ritter and unfortunately... Uh, he passed away while on set. He had a heart attack while on set. And that's a real shame because John Ritter is one of my favorite uh, just TV comedians. His physical comedy is second to none. And he's just so, so funny. But the show was memorable for a couple of other reasons. One, it had Katie Seagal. And I love Katie Seagal. She's uh, Leela from Futurama. She's from Sons of Anarchy. As well as pretty much everything else that we like. Uh, Katie Seagal fucking rules and is absolutely freaking sweet and deserves uh, a look back of her own because her her um, her her filmography is absolutely amazing. The show also had David Ritter or not David Ritter David Spade uh, after John Ritter passed away. Um, David Spade came in as the uncle or Katie Seagal's brother um, to help with the show, and it was still funny. It it just kind of had a, a a sad pall over it. Uh, after that, it also starred Kaylee Cuoco. Uh, before she became Penny on Big Bang Theory, she was the daughter on this show and was absolutely hilarious. I know she's in a show now that my wife assures me is absolutely hilarious, and I'll have the name of that in the episode description. This episode that we're doing today is absolutely hilarious, but it has a lot of of parts that are that are kind of really fucked up, like Meg selling or stuff like that but i think in the end uh it is a funny episode and at one point meg does call peter a fat son of a bitch and that's pretty funny um but like i said we'll get into this episode uh and all of the hilarious uh jokes throughout it uh, just as soon as we get back from a little ditty we like to call concurrent cartoons concurrent cartoons here's the thing the night was kind of a bust. Not in that the cartoons were bad. Here's the thing. 
Uh, it started off with a King of the Hill episode that I actually really love. Uh, the night started off with Promise. Uh, and it's about Luann joining a roller derby team to pay off her student debt. And I fucking love roller derby. Um, I grew up in the 90s and before Spike TV... Uh, was that it was TNT and they had a show about roller derby and it was fucking awesome and uh, roller derby it's just so fucking cool and weird and funny um, but it's uh, it's a really good episode and then they play the episode of The Simpsons The Heartbroke Kid which we've actually talked about on a different episode it's where Bart gets addicted to really sugary snacks at school and gets overweight, and his heart gets in danger, and then he loses weight, and, uh, it, we, but, like I said, we've talked about it. Then they played a show called The Princess of Malibu, which starred a girl named Linda Thomas, whose only credit I could find was that, and a couple of off-brand Jenners, and it's, I didn't watch it, so I, I can't really comment on it, uh, but then they played... The episode that we're going to talk about, Eight Simple Rules for Buying My Teenage Daughter. Then they repeated the season four premiere, uh, North by North Quahog, and it's it's a really good episode. And if you want to hear me break that episode down, you can. It was our season four opener as well. You can go in our back catalog and listen to that. It's one of our most popular episodes. If you haven't listened to that, what are you doing? But no, I'm kidding. But like I said, it was it was uh, it was kind of a hit and miss uh, night. And one of the episodes wasn't a cartoon. They also had a repeat of a, a Malcolm in the Middle episode at the front of that before King of the Hill. But you know, uh, so other than that first King of the Hill episode and the episode that we're doing, there's really nothing new here. And uh, so we'll get you right into our episode: Eight Simple Rules for Buying My Teenage Daughter. So this episode starts with the cold open and also the first clip that we played at the very beginning of the show. Uh, <laughs> but we got to talk about it anyways. Uh, Stewie and Meg, uh, the famous duo, the, 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 the ones that have all been through all the adventures together and we, we, we just know their relationship. Uh, is so strong. No, uh, the they're just bored as fuck, and um, Stewie talks all that shit. Neil comes over, gets rejected uh, soundly. Uh, there's a really funny "Everybody Loves Raymond" joke. That is just David Goodman's voice, the the producer, and he's so. It's so funny. Even in the commentary, they're like, "Nah, Raymond Romano's doing a David Goodman impression." And, um, it's, it's d dead on, and... God, I don't think I could have been any clearer the last time I turned him down. Ray, your mother insulted my steak, Pozzola, again. Neil Goldman of Quahog, Rhode Island. Leave me alone! I hate you! I hate you! Anyway, your mother insulted... I don't care anymore, Patty. After nine seasons, I just don't care. Maybe you could try not being a bitch. Uh, after that, um, uh, that's when we get our theme song. Remember when we used to do that? Uh, Peter goes to Goldman's pharmacy, uh, ironically, 
and he gets some Excedrin because Lois's headache is that big, which is funny. My wife is like, I feel like I remember those, and I was like, Yeah, we probably caught the end of the the that on the ass end of the uh, the the marketing campaign. But uh, Peter's like, man, these are so expensive. It's more of a ripoff than my Rue Goldberg machine. Uh, and it, it's a breakfast machine. It's from Pee Wee Herman's uh, gr- uh, Big Adventure. And it's also from another movie from before that, but I can't remember what it's called. I'll put that in the notes as well. Why not? Um, but uh, it, it ends up shooting Peter in the arm. And I, I it's so fucking funny. It's whimsical but villainous is how I described it in my notes. Uh, it Peter says that he forgot his wallet, and Meg tells him, or not Meg, Mort tells him that uh, he'll don't worry about it. He'll start him a tab, and Peter freaks out about it. Well, that's okay. I'll just open up a tab. Wait a minute, what the hell's a tab? Does that mean I don't gotta pay? Well, not right now, but uh... ah, sweet. Hey, while I'm at it, give me all these copies of Marie Claire. You know, in case I want to rub out that easy one before I get Lois in the bed tonight. Kathleen Turner's on page 45. Kathleen Turner? Yeah, let's see how she looks. It, oh, that's a shame. And then we see Meg and Stewie uh, back at the house. Uh, Stewie comes down and is like, hey, if there's a granola bar I want, um, uh, get it for me. And Meg's just fucking ignoring him. He's like, you know, I spit in your mouth when you sleep. And Lois comes home, and Meg is like, look, I cannot babysit anymore. Finally! Look, Mom, I've had it! I am not babysitting anymore! It's Saturday night, I could be out having a life. Meg, if you don't want to babysit anymore, that's fine, but don't you stand there and lie to me. (laughs) Oh, Meg, she torched your ass, man! She torched your ass! Um, that's so fucking funny, Peter acting like Lois's hype man. And in the episode, if you watch it, Lois is, like, wearing a nice coat. And she's just standing there like, yeah. And Peter's just like, "I she torched your ass. It's so funny. Um, but she, Lo, uh, Lois agrees to, to get a, uh, a uh, babysitter. And that's awesome. Meg is going to be able to uh, go do some stuff. Uh, Stewie says, oh, I'm not good at meeting new people, and we see a cutaway of him going on the show Blind Date, and it's, it's really funny, in the commentary, Seth is like, uh, um, Blind Date was, was in the same building as them, and they actually did the graphics for uh, this part of the episode, and I thought that was fucking hilarious because I was like, "Those I've always been like, those are dead fucking on um, for for the blind date graphics." Because I remember that show, and uh, it, I just learning that it was actually them who made the graphics was really fucking hilarious for me. After that, we see the probably the most famous part of the <laughs> episode. Uh, Ooh, one down. I know somebody who won't be having an event. Uh, which I'm just I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play at all. I feel fine. I guess I'm on a... Oh, boy. That means I win. I get eaten. Oh, God. Why didn't anybody tell me? ridiculous. Oh, my God. My insides are on fire. 
no, please, no more, no more. Dad, I think that's scared. Get the phone. Call 911. Lois, Lois, get in here. Okay. Actually okay. I think it's all gone. Playing a I think it's. I don't want it. I don't want it. Want it. Peter, Peter, I need you to hold my ears. Oh. That's above me, and that's above the show. Who wants chowder? Anyway, Meg. Uh, gets another message from Neil uh, via the... Anyway, Meg gets another message from Neil via some planes who bring a CGI uh, message. Uh, not only asking her out, but also asking if, he had s if she had seen a paint. Uh... Mm. Anyway, Meg gets another message from Neil uh, uh, from a couple of planes that drive by with some CGI messages asking not only if she wants to go out, but also has she sent a pencil that he lost. Um, she's really, uh, you know, pissed off. She's embarrassed. And Peter is like, ah, here's a card for that, and it's he he drags over a a uh, uh, a display of of <laughs> greeting cards, and she's like, ah, it's it's funny, and he's like, yeah, it's a far side, and she goes inside, and then Quagmire's like, hey, do you have one about giving a a girl VD, and he's like, yeah, here's one for accidentally giving someone VD, and uh, and <laughs> Quagmire's like, ah, oh, it's just accident, huh? Alright, well, I'll take it anyways. Um, but they do some babysitting interviews. Uh, Lois and Stewie. And at first, they, uh, Santos and Pasquale show up. And they seem perfectly qualified. And um, But Stewie's like, ah, we, we wanted to run an ad that said no Portuguese. Which is fucked up. And my wife is... Like, yeah, but not because she doesn't like Portuguese people, because she uh, took Spanish in uh, high school and, and in college, and um, it was basically like a, a minor for her, and uh, Portuguese confuses and scares her, and I find that fucking hilarious. And if I was going to learn another language, I swear to God, it would be Portuguese. I mean, and she doesn't listen to my show, so. Either way, uh, another... Uh, applicant is a fucking uh, Herculoid, uh, like the little the little uh, goopy dude. And in the commentary, people they're like, no one would get that, but if I get that because I watched Cartoon Network when I was a little fucking kid, and they fucking played the Herculoids, and that show fucking ruled. And it was weird, and it had that little dinosaur thing that shot little fucking rocks out of its horn, and that was weird as fuck too, and. <laughs> But they get they get uh, shooed away, and then Ladon is uh, steps into the house, and and she's get she gets hired as the babysitter, and st like immediately because she's been the best applicant. And Stewie's like, man, this is a bigger surprise than when I went to see Les Misérables with Brian, and it's that Kirk Cameron uh, is gonna play Jean Valjean, and I I. 
didn't watch Growing Pains for Kurt Cameron. I watched it uh, for uh, the dad on that show, and I don't watch any of his movies, so I don't. I can't tell you how good of an actor is he for sure. Um, plus, I haven't seen him act in forever, but I don't. I don't know. But uh, Peter owes uh, $34,000 back at the pharmacy now that he's gotten a, a tab there. And uh, so Peter's solution is to remember that Meg is, is, is uh, sought by Neil, uh, Mort's son, uh, voraciously too much and uh so he's like ah well i'll sell you my daughter and and neil or not neil mort goes for it which is crazy um but uh when they go to sign the contract meg is like ah i can't believe you tried to sell me you fat son of a bitch and she refuses to sign and as neil doesn't want her to sign it either because he's like uh if anyone cares i have a girlfriend i couldn't wait for you and there's a girl, uh, Cecilia, she's like, he's like, Cecilia finds my psoriasis sexy. And uh, they walk off and, and um, Meg's like, I can't believe I'm jealous. What? Yep, all you gotta do is sign this contract. Are you out of your mind? You can't sell me, you fat son of a bitch! Whoa, careful getting this fish off the hook, Mort. She's got some fangs. <laughs> what do you think of that, Neil? Daddy bought you a girlfriend. Excuse me, if anybody's interested, I already have a girlfriend. There's no way... Wait, what? You ready to go, honey? You rejected me too many times, Meg. I couldn't wait for you forever. Besides, Cecilia thinks my psoriasis is sexy. I can't believe he's over me. I can't believe I'm out 34 grand. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Stick around. More Family Guy coming up. You heard him. More Family Guy fun after this. Back at the house, Peter apologizes to Lois with a sorry I tried to sell your daughter card. And it works, and he's like, man, it was hard to find one of these that wasn't in Chinese. And Stewie, uh, he he's upstairs getting ready to um, have Laton babysit him, and he, he stuffs a, uh, a bottle of talcum powder into his, his diaper, and it's so fucking hilarious. Oh, hey, Ladon. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Yeah. Oh, just me, Stewie. Just uh, being myself. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, well, well, this here? Oh, it's just my package. Yeah, just, just, uh, just uh, my package. God delivered it. I signed for it. World keeps on spinning. Yeah. yeah and they hang out, and uh, he's like, man, I hope I don't embarrass myself when I made that hepatitis joke at Pamela Anderson's house and Tommy Lee's house. And there's a cutaway to that. And he doesn't actually say that. I was just kind of speeding that up. Meg finds Cecilia in the locker room at school and she yells at her. She's like, stay away from, you know, get your own spaz, shit like that. And the gym teacher uh, tells all the girls to get in the shower, bounce around for me. And that's fucked up. And uh, Stewie is, again, excited that LaDawn is coming over 
And he's like, man, I've got to be cooler than Brian when he's trying to pick up chicks. And uh, we get a really funny cutaway to Brian just being like, man, I like it when I was, you know, uh, that's what I like about high school girls. I get older, they stay at the same age. And it's just really funny. They dress him up like McConaughey in that. And uh, a couple of the characters that walk by him are, are characters from the movie. And they're just fucking roasting him in the commentary. And that's it's really funny. But he I, he was pretty good in The Gentleman uh, recently. I, uh, I, I, liked it. I thought he was really good in that recently. Uh, but Meg tries to uh, hit on Neil. And Neil rejects her, which is... Uh, an inverse, because now he is with Cecilia. Uh, Stewie uh, is so excited when Ladon shows up, and he he immediately tries to schmooze with her. And uh, but she brings in her new boyfriend Jeremy, and um, he is so fucking pissed. He goes absolutely ballistic. Girlfriend? What kind of sick, twisted game are you playing at? Stewie sounds a little cranky. I'll put him to bed. Ha! Ah, I got your hat! Take that, hatless! Now go back to the quad and resume your hacky sack tourney! I'm not gonna lie down for some frat boy bastard with his damn Teva sandals and his skull bandits and his Abercrombie and Fitch long-sleeved open-stitch crewneck Henley smoking his sticky buds out of a soda can while watching his favorite downloaded Simpsons episodes every night! Yes, we all love Mr. Plow. Oh, you've got the song memorized, do you? So does everyone else! That is exactly the kind of idiot you see at Taco Bell at one in the morning. The guy who just whiffed his way down the bar skank ladder. Good night, Stewie. If he wants to throw hands, I'll throw hands. I tell you, how do... How do... And that's funny. Um, that's the first time that they mentioned The Simpsons on the show directly. Uh, they noted in the commentary and, um, but they're like, we don't think that's a bad thing. It's like an homage. They're like, it's, they were like, it's, and I think it's fine because they're like, man, it's so popular. Like it's so ubiquitous. And I don't think that's like a slam on the Simpsons. Uh, but that rant is just really funny. And I think that's probably the second most, uh, remembered thing about this episode. Um, but also it kind of hurts a little bit, but Meg tries to make Neil jealous, and she can only do that by getting Jake Tucker, the upside-down face kid who is the son of Tom Tucker. Uh, she tries to get another kid to, to help her, but he sh would rather shoot himself in the stomach with a nail gun, and does. Um, he's like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, uh, in the hospital that night. And it's fucking, it's so funny. But she shows up with Jake Tucker and Meg uh, just, she she gives up the game pretty quick. Neil, I want to be your girlfriend. What? I was wrong to drive you away. We belong together. Of course, I'm understandably skeptical of your newfound affection for me. You still got that contract our dads drew up? Give me that. You want to hook up? Buy me something! And with that, we are going to take a break and throw it over to my favorite part of the show, Frickin' Sweet Stuff. Since I did not get to do a proper concurrent cartoons this week, I decided to talk about 
the current animation domination lineup here in 2021 it all starts with bless the hearts which is a really funny show that's grown on me it stars maya rudolph ike barinholtz and Kristen wig as the three main characters and like i said it's absolutely hilarious and at first i wasn't a really big fan but it's really grown on me uh over the weeks uh, that i've been watching it after that we go to simpsons which is still funny they're putting out a lot of episodes uh, now that are that have really been cracking me up and have really been about like like a, just a certain little foible in uh, in the world and I, I I find that I've been finding it really really funny. Uh, after that, it's the Great North and Bob's Burgers back to back. Great North is a show set in Alaska. It's new. I'm not really sure about it. It's uh, Bob's Burgers is a show that's never quite been my favorite show. Um, it's okay, but like I said, it's just not my favorite. It makes me laugh, but it's, it's, like I said, just not my favorite. And The Great North is good, it's funny, it's got funny jokes, but it's just not my favorite either. There's also uh, Family Guy after that, which, uh, you know, in my mind, still funny. If I didn't think it was funny, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Uh, currently, there's another show, uh, that has been cleared for two and three, two, uh, or three more seasons, called Duncanville. It's currently not playing, but it should in the next uh, season coming up. It's I actually really like this show. Uh, it stars uh, Ty Burrell as the dad and a bunch of other really great uh, actors and actresses as the rest of the cast, and it's just so absolutely goddamn funny but it's not on right now but it should be out on the in the next season there's also a new show that fox is premiering coming out mondays uh it's called housebroken it seems to be sort of like an adult secret life of pets which i'm absolutely here for uh so like i said all of those are either on or should be on here pretty soon and they're all really funny. I've never really been a huge fan of Bob's Burgers, but I, I still find it funny. So I'm glad they're still coming out with new episodes. And I'm still watching The Great North and, uh, you know, giving it the chance that it deserves. Uh, with that, we'd like to kick it over to our new segment, Frickin' Sweet Podcasts. This is a place where I'd like to give you guys a recommendation on a podcast that I love to listen to. I have the kind of job where I listen to podcasts 8, 9, 10 hours out of the day, and I just want to give you guys a recommendation as to something that I like to listen to and that I think you guys might like to listen to as well. This week I'd like to highlight a show called Knowledge Fight. It is a uh, podcast all about reviewing and and putting context and research into the things that Alex Jones has to say. They're the inspiration for the recent Paul Therese segment that we ran about InfoWars and Alex Jones. And this show is, it's so funny. Dan and Jordan, the hosts, uh, they, they, they go over what Alex Jones says on his show InfoWars and they look it up, research it, get into the, the meat and potatoes, and they also laugh and make jokes uh, because everything he says is absolutely ridiculous, but that doesn't mean what he says isn't absolutely terrible. The reason that I wanted to uh, do that bit as well as this bit is because Alex Jones uh, called the Oklahoma City bombing fake, and he's a piece of shit for that. Uh, but this show is absolutely hilarious. They've got a, a website with tons of information, uh, knowledgefight.com. Or you can just check them out on Twitter uh, at knowledge underscore fight. Or you can just check out their show. It's on iTunes and everywhere where you can get podcasts. Uh, tell them your boy said, sup. 
And last but not least, we would like to give a freaking sweet shout out to the Philippines. You guys absolutely rock. And now we are going to get you back to your regularly scheduled Family Guy episode of 8 Simple Rules for Buying My Teenage Daughter. Meg and Neil are kissing behind the stands at school. And he tries to get to second base. She's like, nah, and he should stop right there. But he's like, no, you should fulfill your contractual duties, which is super gross and super weird. And she's like, what do you mean? And, and he gives a really weird smile. And we get a cut to him. Uh, he's She's kind of put his pajamas on. Uh, and she does, and she, he keeps kicking her in the face. And uh, it's really weird. After that, Stewie uh, is really happy again when Ladon comes over. He's got like, man, I got the first season of Jimmy Click. Uh, and we get a really funny, uh, I guess, impression of him doing Jiminy Glick. Uh, but they're like, uh, in the commentary, they're like, I actually like Jiminy Glick, but I don't like Colin Farrell. And I thought that was really funny. Um, but they... Stewie again sees Brad and he's like no fuck that I'm gonna fucking kill this dude and later on we see Stewie tapping into his his season one and season two super evil self uh remember when he killed the man in white well he fucking shows up at Brad's house uh plays some mind games with him fucking hits him with a tire iron and throws him into a trunk um and it's so fucked up and he throws him in the trunk and uh he he's like uh here's your um here's your ipod so you can listen to the streaks as you die and then you just hear and he's like huh oh the strokes fuck and it's so i don't know why that's so fucking funny but that's one of the funniest parts that i i remember about this episode all right that's it Jeremy must be destroyed. Mom? Dad? Mom? Is anyone there? Uh, little man? You, you in here? I think this is how you change a tire, but what do I know? I'm just a baby! Here's your iPod so you can listen to the streaks while you gasp for air. <laughs> oh, the strokes, right. Meg is um, being used literally as a mule, and that's fucking terrible. Uh, like, And when I say being used as a mule, I mean she has... Um, she has horseshoes on her feet and she's pulling a plow. Um, later on at the house, LaDawn is super sad that Brad hasn't called her. And, and Stewie's like, that black old, but here, let me comfort you. And, and he gives her a hug and then he tries to touch her boob. And, uh, she says no. And there's a lot of dudes trying to touch boobs in this episode and women being like, nah. And then the dudes being all like not having the best reactions to it. But Stewie cries, and, but he's, and Stewie threatens to get her fired, 
and um, he's like, I, I'm, I can't believe, I thought we were going to go all the way and die together like Hitler and Eva Braun. And this is, again, like one of the funniest jokes from this episode. I thought we were going to go all the way and die together like Hitler and Eva Braun. We do everything together, yeah? Yeah. You got your poison? Mm. Okay, one, two, three. You, you didn't do it! You didn't do it either! Okay, okay, all right, well, this time we really have to do it. Okay, all right, you ready? Okay, okay. okay. One, One, two... two. Ah! <laughs> yeah. You want me to kill myself and you're not going to! You suck! You suck! You suck! And y you know why it's funny? Because Hitler goes on to die. The next day, Brian asks Stewie about... Uh, his trunk, he says that the lock is broken and it sounds like something's thumping around in there. And Stewie's like, oh, yeah, it's just a, it's a crazy, crazy thing. And um, Meg comes in and is like, I want out of this fucking contract. And she throws her horseshoes on the ground and, and Lois is only like, uh, hey, this isn't a barn, young lady. Um, but they're like, well, what can we do? Apparently Brian's been going over it and he's like, well, cause this is still when he's like, still not like a, uh, still like an idiot, like just a pseudo intellectual, but when he was still kind of smart and he's like, well, there's only the infidelity clause where if, uh, Neil cheats on Meg, she, he can, she can get out of it. And this is where the plan forms, um, the uh peter look he he's there so like we just need to get neil to go for someone else and peter looks at lois and lois is like me and he's like yeah if not you who and that's so funny as well uh but stewie uh fucking comes into the living room with ladon and fucking neck darts her and when we just get a cut to lois coming home and and Stewie's like, Mommy, her and her friends are doing drugs. They were smoking marijuana and doing heroin. And uh, Lois fires her on the spot. Um, before, in the episode, Stewie had made her a mixtape. And he had put it up to the radio. So it wasn't good quality. But all the songs described his feelings. And LaDawn, as she's leaving, says goodbye and gives him a mixtape. And... She leaves, and within two seconds, Stewie... Within this two seconds, it takes Stewie to be like, Oh my god, a mixtape? Oh god, I fucked up. Fuck, no. Okay, obviously not that, but he runs outside, and he's like, LaDon! LaDon! And she's just gone. But it's raining, so that... I don't know. But, uh, yeah, she's gone forever. And um, then we cut to the... Um, we cut to the seedy hotel of Quahog, and there, Meg and Peter are like, are you sure this is going to work? And Peter's like, yeah, no, it's, I, I sent him an invitation he can't refuse, and he puts up an X-Men convention sign on it, and, um, Neil shows up dressed as a, uh, dime store Wolverine with, like, forks and shit on his, uh, hands, and uh, he's a bit suspicious because they don't have Shagway parking. But um, as, as he gets into the hotel room, 
the door closes and it's Lois dressed as Mystique. And um, she pushes him on the bed and gets on top of him. And uh, Peter and Meg burst in and they're like, how oh, we caught you. And, and he's like, oh, Meg, no, you, this, no, you're, I didn't mean for this. To, you're bending it. And um, then Neil and Meg break the contract because Meg is just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't understand, Meg. You don't want to be my girlfriend? Well, I thought I did, but I guess I was just jealous. I see. Well, Meg, I want you to be with me because you want to be with me, not because you have to. Thank you, Neil. Cecilia, it's the gold man. How about we fire up the old Segway and find a nice, quiet field to do long division in? I, I mean, a nice, quiet field in which to do long division, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Okay, I'm on my way. He's going back to Cecilia? I can't believe I'm actually jealous. I can't believe I actually touched him. I still can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Next week, I run for Mara Quahog. Do I have what it takes? We'll find out. Don't miss it. And, yeah, Neil goes back to Cecilia, um, and he does that, uh, he does that funny, um, he does that funny, uh, uh, long division joke in which, or the, in the, the grammar joke, and, uh, Peter does not run for mayor the following week, believe it or not. And over our credits, we hear Meg and Stewie talking about how their love lives did not go the way they expected. Uh, they ended up right back where they both started with each other. Again, the famous Meg and Stewie duo that we all know that, that, that their relationship burns deep to this day. No. Uh, but they ended up right back where they were, and they talk over the credits, and that's how the show ends. And that'll do it for us here at Frickin' Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. I have been your host, Ian, and I have had a wonderful time breaking down this episode for you guys. It's really, really funny, and the commentary was really funny. This is one of the, my favorite commentaries that I've listened to for this season. Everyone seemed to be having a good time. Uh, if we gave grades out, I don't even know what I would give this episode, but it is one of my favorite Meg episodes. Uh, she does get that shot at Peter in, and I find that really funny. And she manages uh, to uh, get to get Neil to get off her case, and then get him back, and then get him get her off her case again. Um, and Peter managed to get thirty four thousand dollars in pharmaceutical items for seemingly free. So good for him. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, you can at freakinsweetfamilypod at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail at our page at anchor.fm slash sweet. There, you can also, uh, check out our back, uh, catalog of, of 57 or 58 episodes at this point, as well as special episodes on Star Wars, The Origins of Family Guy, and our crossovers with the Family Guy Funny Cast guys. Uh, we're looking to get into a funny D&D uh, type space for our next crossover, and I'm super excited about that. Um, we're going to be bringing in, hopefully bringing in a ringer as uh, the DM, and I'm really fucking excited about that because I wrote the the base for that, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to test it out. 
Next week, we have the beginning of our lowest stravaganza. It is our first in two episodes that are lowest centric and are absolutely hilarious. The first is breaking out is hard to do, where Lois becomes a kleptomaniac, goes to prison, and breaks out with the help of her family. And the following week, we have model misbehavior, where Lois becomes a model just like she's always wanted to do and of course nothing goes wrong and everything turns out right for our griffin family matriarch but until then i've been your host ian and i've had a great time with you guys thanks for listening and again to the philippines i'd just like to give a shout out you guys fucking rule all the way down to mindanao later guys it seems today that all you see is a bag of weed, a bag of weed, oh everything is better with a bag of weed, it's the only help that you'll ever need because Though they try to defeat me, they can all just freaking eat me To make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss is the plain situation Be sure that you see that this is not a chive